Hey, this is Jim, pastor of Decided Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope the sermon you're about to hear just blesses your heart and really encourages you. If you don't mind, subscribe. That way you'll get instant notifications every time a sermon is uploaded. And by all means, if you're feeling led to give, click on the giving link and there'll be more directions to follow. God bless. Enjoy the message. Good morning. So glad that you're here. Thank you for joining us. It's joy season. That's what we came for. Psalm 126, 2 and 3, you'll read it on the screen or you can find it in your scripture. Psalms 126, 2 and 3. It's our theme verse this year. It says this, our mouths were filled with laughter. Our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Let's read that again. Psalm 126, 2 and 3. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. It has been a year of unprecedented attack. One mortar after another. Hurled our way, singed with the diabolical stench of the enemy. It's been a year of uneasy turbulence. Pockets of highs and lows slamming our emotions to every conceivable mortal limit. It's been a year of unanswered fear, a man-made virus, manipulated in a lab designed to kill people, and then unleashed on humanity with cold and evil intentions. It's been a year of unforgiving division. Throbbing fingers, outpaced, hot-headed tempers, racing for the kill shot reply. Status, post, message. Severing friendships and families over candidates and causes with one unmerciful click. It's been a year of unbearable isolation. Contagious smiles, bonding handshakes, warm hugs, dismissed as non-essential, and in its place were forced masks, hand sanitizer, and Facebook Live. Loved ones left to die alone. Families locked in and restless. Jobs losing, schools shutting, churches closing. We have all faced loss. Varying degrees, some little, some more than others. We're missing family members this morning, but we've all faced loss. Yet it continues to be joy season. And now it's the two minute drill. 
We're in the two-minute drill of the fourth quarter, and at Decided Church, we finish what we start. At Decided Church, we can face loss without losing. 2020 is just one year, but we're here for the long game. The devil tried to steal 12 months, but we came for the decade. He tried to take us out of the game, but we came to change it. It is the Roaring Twenties game changer. I said it on January 3rd, and I'll say it again. The Twenties are here. It's 100 years later from the Roaring Twenties, but we stand on the same edge. We stand on the same opportunity of transformation. And this time, the church will roar. This time, the church will mark the culture instead of vice versa. This decade will be defined by the body and the bride of Christ rising up to fulfill her role. This moment belongs to a generation of saints who stand united as the beacons of truth and light and love against a fragmented and broken world. This roar will last the decade and its echoes will be reached to the darkest corners and the loneliest of orphans because this roar belongs not to the lust of a generation, but to the Lion of Judah. The King of Kings is his name, heaven is his home, and we are his people. We are the game changers. Our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with songs of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. I'm going to preach a message to you today entitled, The Year You Missed. 2020, the year you missed. Because I believe with all my heart and with all my soul that 2020 just like every year prior and every year that is to come, it can truly be said that the Lord has done great things. And you'll miss it if you're not careful. You'll, you'll miss it because of the distractions and the opposition and the enemy. But we did not come for that. We did not come to play his game. We did not come to fall prey to his tactics. We came to change the game. We came to mark this decade. We came to buy back this time. We came to mark a generation standing apart for the Lord. The church will mark the culture in the 20s. It's been a great year. And if you're taking notes, I'll give you three things. It's been a year of unpredictable provision unpredictable provision. The Lord has been so good to us. Number two, it's been a year of underrated growth. You may not see it now. You may not see it yet, but God's people have been growing deeper. And then number three, it's been a year of unexpected harvest. The year you missed, 2020. The year you missed, it's been a great year. It's been a year of provision. It's been a year of growth. It's been a year of harvest. Let's pray and then we'll jump into it. Jesus, would you just have your way and your will? Help this church to mark this generation as called out and set apart for you. 
None of us envisioned the way 2020 would go. But we shouldn't be surprised because it's joy season. And joy is forged through trial. Joy is forged in tough times like these. But there's been growth. There has been provision and there has been harvest. Thank you, Jesus, that you did not miss 2020. You didn't miss it. It went exactly as you allowed. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, it's been an unpredictable year of provision. Jesus still meets our need. The fact is, church, we're still here. We are meeting as a body. Our doors are open. We have been spared from from what could have been. We have been spared. The Lord has kept us safe. The Lord has kept this church healthy for the most part. And we are to be grateful for that. The Lord has provided for us. Do you know how many churches this year alone have closed their doors permanently? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Do you know how many church members and other bodies have lost their loved ones due to COVID? Hundreds and thousands. This has been a great year because the Lord has provided. The Lord has kept us safe. The Lord has provided for all of our needs. And for that, we are to be grateful. And the Lord has provided in other ways, not only our health and safety, the fact that we're here, we're gathered together, we're open doors, lights on, but we're sitting in brand new chairs. The Lord has provided for this church to do that. I know you're not involved as much. You probably don't notice all the production things, but we are surrounded by new equipment. The Lord has provided for our needs. Even the small things that ultimately don't matter, but the Lord enables us. He gives good gifts. He gives good gifts. Every blessing comes down from the Father of lights. So He has been good to us. Don't miss 2020. It's been a great year. He's provided. How about financially? Many families have faced tough times financially. Many churches have faced budget cuts, just like Marty said. Budget cuts. Jeremy Moyers can't show up because, well, budget cuts. How many many people, (laughs) he's here, how many people's business or place of work or or your own personal family budget, you've had to do cuts. How many churches do you think nationwide, worldwide, have had to cut back on their giving to the community, cut back on the ways they reach out? Decided church has not. Due to your generosity and due to a faithful God who meets every need that his children have, decided church did not miss a beat. And we'll go over all those numbers next year. We have our cool little annual report Sunday type thing. And we'll go over all those numbers later. But I'm here to tell you, just to give you a snapshot, that the Lord has been good to us. That decided church is still standing. That we're persevering. That our finances look as strong as ever. I mean, my goodness, we're about to launch into, for the first time ever, a full-time paid pastor. That's a huge step. And that's only because of the Lord's provision. What other year, what are the odds that the Lord would have us take that step of faith other than a year like 2020? 
2020, things are bleak. People are dying. Churches are closing. But hey, let's go full time. Well, it fits about every other decision we've made around here. It doesn't make a bit of logical common sense. Just like when we stood in the middle of this empty room with mildew-covered walls and old rickety pews, and we looked around and we said, I don't know how we'll ever fill this room, and I don't know how we'll ever afford the lease, but we're still here. And believe it or not, we're only four four years away from paying off this building completely, debt-free, no interest. I'm just saying that unless you are careful, you'll miss 2020, and it has truly been a great year. It's been a year of God's provision. It's been a year of God's safety and health. We have new bylaws that this church body approved. We have ordained pastors. We have brand new miracle babies. Talk about Gabriel Kohler and Sean Dillon, and I'm sure there's others. The Lord has provided church. This has been a great year. Not only that, but he's also provided unity this year like no other. You may not see it from the outside looking in, but it eventually it'll leak down. But this leadership team, like no other year, has been unified. We've had the best leadership retreat we have ever had. Our switch leaders are the best people that God has literally raised up for such a time as this, for this generation to reach the young people, to grow them, to share Jesus with them, to love on them. We have wonderful people like Jeremy Moyers and Andrea Sheely who are leading our youth, Jeremy Powers. The Lord has been good to us. It's been a year of unpredictable provision. How about you and your families? I I have seen dozens of posts this year on social media alone, saying, hey, if you're out there, if you're doing without, if you don't know how to provide for your family, if, you're, if you don't know how to put food on the table, we have enough. We have more than enough. Reach out to us. That's God's people being his hands and feet. That is a year of unpredictable provision. The Lord has been good to you. You've received freely and you're giving freely. That's exactly what we teach here. And you've modeled that. It's been a year of unpredictable provision. It's been a year of underrated growth. Now, we're not packing out both services like we used to, and I don't necessarily know that we should, right? But what you don't see below the surface is growth of God's people What you don't see below the surface are the lives that have been changed and are continuing to change. Tell me if I'm right or wrong, but I think that in a year like this, when we're forced to slow down, we're forced to come face to face with the person that we are. When we're isolated and our own thoughts and our own emotions and our own feelings and our own beliefs and our own faith, The Holy Spirit, if you're God's child, the Holy Spirit has a way of making you face the music this year like none other. I don't know about you, but for me, this has been a year of self-evaluation and growth. This has been a year of repentance. This has been a year of humility. And I don't know that we would have done that in a breakneck speed, busy, busy, busy year 
like we've had around here. But with a year like 2020, when God has forced us to pump the brakes, how many have said and seen, God has, God has shown me some, some ugly things that need attention in my own heart. So there's underrated growth. It's below the surface, and it may not be visible to the eyes, but it is, I've seen it. I've seen it in my heart. I've seen it in my family. I've seen it in our church people that believers, Christians, Christ followers are doing business with God. I've had to apologize and humble myself more this year than any other year. How many know that to be true? That's good. That, that is growth. That is growth. New relationships were forged. Relationships were mended. Bridges were built. And if you're sitting here today and you, well, I've, I've gotten that prompting from the Holy Spirit. I know that he's calling me to address this issue or that issue, or I, I, I don't want to mess with it. I don't want to go there. The skeletons in that closet are, is too much to bear. I don't want to deal with that. And God is calling. God is prompting. God is urging. God is pushing. The Holy Spirit is telling you, you want to ride out this year like you're supposed to. You want to ride out with joy. You want to le- you, you leave a mark on this year filled with joy and songs of praise and laughter and dancing, the cheat code to joy is repentance. If you want to end this year more joy-filled, like the video said, than at any other time in your life, the way to do that is to humble yourself and do business with God. The way to do that is to address the things that the Holy Spirit is prompting you to address. Humble yourself before God, humble yourself before others, ask for forgiveness, and start brand new. His mercies are new every morning, but he also says, seek the Lord while he may be found. It's been a year of seeking the Lord. It's been a year of seeking his face. It's been a year of prayer. It's been a year of power, ultimately, because that's what prayer flows into. Seek the Lord while he may be found. It's not too late, believer. It's not too late, Christian, to leave your mark on this year, to claim this decade back. I don't want you to miss it. Repent. Whatever the Holy Spirit is prompting in your heart, that's where you need to do business. Maybe it's a marriage. Maybe it was a severed relationship because you replied to the comment. You posted the status. You fed the division. Maybe you need to repent of fear and isolation. Worry has gripped your heart and you haven't moved a muscle. You haven't exercised your spiritual muscles. You're not even walking with God anymore. All this extra spare free time that you've been locked in and you've thrown your Bible out the window. You've had a chance like no other to develop and deepen your walk with God. What else are you going to do? And some of us, with the extra time, have let our habits go by the wayside. 
It is not too late to seek the Lord while he may be found. Joy is the season of 2020, and we will finish what we start. And the quickest way to get there, because listen, we don't have a lot of time left, so you actually need the cheat code. This is the two-minute drill of the fourth quarter, and we've got Christians walking around like Carolina fans, but we have an Alabama record. Notice I didn't say Clemson. <laughs> we, are, we are Christians walking around from the, from the just the onslaught of 2020. But we're 9-0. It's the craziest thing. And now is the time to repent. If you have not chosen to do business with the Lord and repent of the sins, repent of the unforgiveness, repent of the grudges that you're holding, whatever it may be, now's the time. Repentance is the key. Joy is the goal. And we're going to finish what we start. But not only that, and this is the greatest one yet, if you think that 2020 is just a dumpster fire, you missed it. Don't miss it. 2020 has been a great year because it's been a year of unexpected harvest. Can I tell you something that I learned this week? I want to share something that I learned. It's fresh. It's new. It's exciting. It's motivating. It's momentum. And this is it. Jesus still saves. That never changed. There's not an asterisk on God's calendar that said, well, I'm after building my kingdom. I'm going to build up my bride and my body. But 2020, see the footnote, we're going to have to take a break. The Holy Spirit did not stop. Lives were changed this year. People were saved. And I want to read to you from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And you tell me whether or not your version of the Bible has an asterisk that says, well, except for 2020. Because if you do, you've got the wrong version. Ephesians 2 lays out exactly what God has been doing this year, just like any other year. It's our testimony. It's the story of how he found us and changed us and you. Who were what? We were dead. And you who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, that's the devil. The spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. No one is a good person like the rest of mankind, but God. It didn't say, but 2020, let's take a break. It said, but God being rich in what? Mercy's not getting what you deserve because of the great love with which he loved us. Even when we were cleaning up our lives, even when we were in self-improvement programs, Connor, nope, even when we were uh, following the law to the letter and trying to be religious, good, moral, ethical people, even when we were what? Dead in our sins. You mean to tell me there's no amount of, 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 of cleanup work that I have to do? There's no amount of, 
um, making myself presentable to God for him to save me, to make me alive. There's no amount of um, just religion. There's, there's, there's no amount of Bible knowledge or, or self-improvement or tips and tricks to make myself somehow positioned in the favor and the grace of God. There's nothing I can do. Even when we were what? What can a dead man do for himself? But God being rich in mercy, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Mercy's not getting what you do deserve. I'll spell that for you in four letters, H-E-L-L. Grace is getting what we don't deserve. That one is L-I-F-E. The point of it is 2020 has been a year of unexpected harvest. And I don't know if you came in here not knowing God as your personal savior. I don't know if you came in here thinking that you had to present yourself, that you had a lot of cleanup and renovation work to do before God could love you or chase you down or save you. But just like the words of that song that we sang echo the verses of scripture, he's left the 99 this morning to pursue your heart. He's left the 99. There's no shadow he won't light up. No, whatever, whatever the lyrics of the song are. There's no lie he won't tear down. There's no mountain he won't climb to get to you, to get to the one. He loves you that much. That's how good his grace is. That's how good he has been this year. And Decided Church hasn't missed out on that one bit. We've had over 10 salvations this year already. Brandon, one of them. Stand up, Brandon. Let me talk about this guy. You see him up here on stage recently. Where's Thomas Starnes? Is he? Oh, well, he ought to get out here because I'm going to talk about him. Brandon, Thomas Starnes, come on up here, dude. We have Thomas Starnes. We have so many others. I don't necessarily see you in the crowd, but I know two of these young men. This was their year where God changed their life and saved their souls. For, for Thomas, it was March whatever, 1st or 3rd. For Brandon, it was on Tuesday. I came here thinking I was going to help Amanda a little bit. She asked me to come and help out, whatever. And so I got talking to Brandon, and that's their worship night practice, for those of you who don't know. So I got talking to Brandon because he's making big moves. He's about to have a baby girl in January, which is going to rock his world. And he's making big moves. They've got big plans. And he was saying, you know, I just feel like I'm missing something and I can't pinpoint it. I was close to God while I was young growing up. I grew up in church. I learned about God. I know who Jesus is. I know what Jesus did. But he said, Jim, I don't, I don't know that I've ever made it personal. I don't know that I've ever made the decision for myself to accept Christ. And I want to mark it down. I want to know the day and time. I want to know it. And so we showed him some verses. I explained to him what Jesus had done. I mean, this is low-hanging fruit. I mean, I can't even take credit. This is the, this is the Lord Jesus and Brandon. 
But we talked about how his name, once he accepted Christ as his Savior, uh, on Tuesday we talked about how his name is written forever in the Lamb's Book of Life. And there's nothing, nothing he can do to get his name taken out of that book. And we talked about how he's made brand new and he has abundant life right now. Not one day in heaven, but right now currently he possesses eternal abundant life. And God is telling that story over and over and over again this year. So in case you missed it, the year you missed was unexpected harvest. This was a year that was great. This, we did 12 baptisms in August and we could have done more, but it got cold on us. There's people already lined up for next year that are ready to take their next step of obedience and following the Lord in believers' baptism. We've had family members join. We've had new people added to leadership teams. We've had people stepping up into roles. God is on the move. What I'm trying to say is, in case you missed it, this was a great year. I can accurately say the Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. This has been a year like no other. Jesus still saved. Can I tell you what happened? Let me show you one other verse in Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 through 3. See if you can find your testimony in these three short verses. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. See, the point of it is, no matter what your testimony is, it all boils down to this. God saw you where you were. And he did something about it. God saw you where you were. And he did something about it. He didn't have to. He could have left us. But he saw us and he loved us. And that love moved him to action. And he sent his son. The whole reason we're talking about joy. A baby boy was born in a manger. To die on a cross, to shed his sin, to take our place. He did something about it. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me. He heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction. Did he find us in the self-help class? Did he find us in the church trying to make religious and moral improvements on ourselves? He found us in the pit, folks. He found us in the miry bog. So no matter how religious or how good or how moral or how ethical of a person you think you are, when God found you and saved you, you were in the mud. He drew me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and he set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth. I bet it was a song of joy. A song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. How about you? Have you made the decision to accept Christ as your personal Savior? The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Today's the day. The Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Did you know that there will come a day and a time when it will be too late? It will be too late. So why wait? Why put it off? Why keep pushing that nudge and that conviction from the Holy Spirit? Why keep pushing it off? Why not make the decision today? Why not repent 
and seek the Lord today? Why not ask him for forgiveness of your sins today? Why not be made brand new today? Why not be filled with abundant joy today? This has been a year of unexpected harvest. It's been a great year. 2020 has seen great things and done through the Lord. Can I tell you what happens when Jesus saves us? There's so many things, but this should get you excited. This is just scratching the surface of the list of what happens to our hearts, what happens to us when we accept Christ as our Savior. But did you know that you're washed as white as snow? Did you know that you're justified from all iniquity? Did you know that you're forgiven for all wrongdoing? You're regenerated to life. You're redeemed from the slave market of sin. You're born again in Christ. You're given eternal life. You're sealed in the Holy Spirit. You're adopted as sons and daughters. You're anointed by the Holy Ghost. You're made to be members of the body. You're reconciled to God. You're predestined to the image of Jesus. You're delivered from condemnation. You're risen with Christ. You're presented spotless and blameless, the bride of Christ. You're partakers of the promise. You're heirs of the kingdom, and you're written in the Lamb's book of life. And that's just the beginning. There are so many more things that happen at the moment of salvation, and we don't have time for all, but this is the bottom line. This is our testimony that Jesus Christ made a way for us to be right with God, that Jesus Christ was the perfect picture of the love and joy sent from God on behalf of us to make us right. Jesus still changes lives. I mean, were you here on Sunday? Did you hear the testimonies of the lives God is changing? Even Austin, right here, got up and shared with tears in his eye of how he lost his friend this year to suicide. Not COVID, but suicide. And how he can feel the Lord working in his heart. And he's almost there. He's on the edge of getting saved. I'm calling you out, man. You're so close to being saved. So close. He is so close. God's doing a work in his life. And he's going to be the next, he's going to be the next one. He's going to be the next one. But God is still moving and it's still a year of harvest. There's still time left in the ball game. We've seen so much, so much. The year you missed was a year of unpredictable provision, underrated growth, and unexpected harvest. Our mouths, Psalm 126, 2 and 3, our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. It's still joy season, folks. And by God's grace, we will stand boldly against any opposition. And how will we do it? How shall we mark this year? We will go forth not with mourning, but with dancing. We will put off the weariness for laughter. We will put off the fear for songs of joy. We will shout forever. Praises to our Father King Jesus, who is high and lifted up in his rightful place, ruling sovereign over the hearts and the affairs of man. The year you miss, devil, the year you miss COVID 19, the year that you missed isolated believer, was a year of unpredictable provision, underrated growth unexpected 
harvest. Don't miss this year. Don't miss it. 2020 is still here. And you have a chance right now. You have a chance in humility. You have a chance with the posture of your heart to mark this year, to go forth and leave a mark on this year of joy. And how you do it? Repentance, humility. Repentance and humility. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. How do you define joy? Can't get your definition from the events that transpired this year. We can't get our definition from a dictionary. We can't get a definition from someone else's walk with God. No, your definition of joy has to exude from within. How are you going to leave this year? What's the mark that you're going to leave on this year? At the beginning of 2020, we laid out several definitions of joy. We gave, we gave joy a, a palette, if you will. How is joy defined and described by you? Joy is the attitude of abundance. Joy is the flicker of the flame. Joy is standing out. Joy is evergreen against a fading backdrop. Joy is the standing ovation in the encore. Joy is jazz without the blues. Joy is the reckless release found in freedom. Joy is the wonder in a child. Joy is extravagance in the midst of emptiness. Joy is going back for seconds. Joy is the exuberance of peace. Joy is the flamboyance of grace. Joy is color in a world of black and white. Joy is outside the lines. Joy is the soundtrack to a blessed life. Joy is the triumphant melody of a song. Joy is the hard-fought taste of victory. Joy is the expression of a thankful heart. Joy is raising a hallelujah. Joy is dancing on the deep. Joy is the celebration of your blessings. Joy is counting those 10,000 reasons out loud. Joy is the overflow of gratitude. The year you missed, folks, the year you missed was a year of provision, growth, harvest, just like any other before. And it might have looked different. It might have sounded different. But God did not stop moving. He did not stop saving. He did not stop changing lives. He did not stop growing his church. He did not stop calling out a generation for himself. He did not stop setting apart a bride as spotless and blameless. He did not stop. We are going to, as a church, we are going to claim this decade back we're going to mark, the church is going to mark culture 
we are going to let the lion of Judah roar in our hearts, in our lives, in our midst, all around this community. And although the devil tried to set us back, although the devil tried to steal 12 months, he did not know we came for the long game. He didn't even know we came to change the game. We're not playing by his rules. We're not living by culture standards. We're on a different level. We are called out. We are set out. We are set apart. And we are filled with joy. Christian, how are you leaving this year? Don't miss it. Don't miss it because it's been great. I don't want you to miss it. Have you done business with God? Now's the time to seek the Lord's face. Whatever the Holy Ghost is prompting you to do, whatever, whatever sin, whatever shame, whatever grudge, whatever unforgiveness, whatever bitterness, whatever separation or division that is in your heart, Deal with it. Walk humbly before your God. Ask for forgiveness from God and from your brother. And let's leave this year with joy. While you're doing business with God, let me talk to you, unbeliever. Let me talk to you. Maybe you came through these doors not having a personal relationship with Jesus. You know, today is the day of salvation. You know, you can settle that now. You can settle the Jesus debate right here and right now. It's not walking down an aisle. It's not going to church. It's not cleaning up your life. It's not getting baptized. It's not living by rules and regulations. It's not even keeping the Ten Commandments. You know what it is? Jesus. The only thing for you to do is accept or reject. In the quietness of your seat, right where you are, you don't have to walk an aisle. Say something like this Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. My sin has separated me from you. But I believe that Jesus went to that cross for me. He was born to die. His blood was shed for my sin. And I believe and accept in Jesus as my Savior right here and right now. Thank you for coming into my life. Thank you for making me brand new. If you prayed a prayer like that based upon the authority of God's word, do you know that I can look into your face and confidently tell you that you are saved, that you are a child of God, that you are washed white as snow, that you're redeemed, that you're bought back, that Jesus Christ has been the total propitiation for your sin, that there is no condemnation, that you're walking in newness of life, that you have regenerated heart, that you're a child of God, that you're born again, that you have eternal life, that you have a home in heaven, that you have abundant life. All of those blessings have been poured out on you with every head bowed and every eye closed. Would you just slip up your hand saying, I prayed that prayer. I received Jesus. No one's looking around. No one's going to call you out. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Amen over here. Thank you for raising your hand. Amen. See, this year has been a year of unexpected harvest. Nothing has stopped the move of God. Don't let it stop you. Don't let it stop the church. 
We will mark this year with joy. We will go forth with songs and dancing and celebration for all that he has done, for all the faithfulness he has provided, for all of his provisions and blessings. We will count those 10,000 reasons and we will do it out loud. Let this morning be a preview of what is to come on praise party night. Would you do a work? Would you stir our hearts? Would you move in this midst because you are alone worthy. You are alone high and lifted up. You alone are in your rightful place, still ruling and reigning over the hearts and the affairs of mankind. Come what may, you are king. And we look to you, Jesus. It's in your name that we pray, amen. Amen. What an incredible message. Let's stand and just continue to praise and honor the Lord this morning. Have your own moment with the Lord. Close your eyes and just tell him, Lord, you are beautiful for everything that you are, for everything that you've done and will continue to do. We bless, we, we love you. Thank you for blessing us. Let's sing this out together.